Coming to you from the Orange Vortex in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, please welcome the host of The Good, The Bad, and The Orange, Jay Jasper. Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Orange. This is our podcast uh, from our little brokerage and our, our participation of our people. Uh, and we're here to tell people about life in Arizona, um, what it's like to move here, what it takes to move here. Uh, what's the fun of Arizona? What's the pitfalls of Arizona? And with me today, I have two of my esteemed associates, <laughs> uh, Eric Long and uh, Brittany Workman. So we're here to answer questions from the Moving to Arizona page. So that group, it's a private group actually, that we created a couple of years ago, uh, Moving to Arizona, sponsored by Long Realty Jasper Associates. Um, and we get lots of great questions because people, you know, have misconceptions about Arizona. And so we're here to answer those questions from the, uh, the members of the group. So as we go through today, um, we've picked a couple of questions to start with um, that we think are, I guess, relevant, have been asked a few times, and um, are, are those that... Uh, Hopefully we have the answers to. Uh, the first one, so let's talk about, I think that when I look at people and they join, it's like, what are you looking forward to in Arizona? Probably one of the number one things is hiking. Um, we think that this is a great place to hike, get out in the, get out in the fresh air and climb a mountain. And, um, and so Brittany is a very avid hiker. Eric, do you hike? Hike, backpack. Yeah, I hike. Um, not so much in July or August, but uh, I've even done that. So people will say, well, how do I find a great place to hike? And what are the criteria for what's what's a great hike? And so what, Brittany, as we open that up, what do you think? What's your thoughts on that? I think that we are in the desert, so we're always trying to go to where the water is. So one of the most epic hikes I've done is Grand Falls. It is so beautiful. It's this huge waterfall, and it turns to, like, chocolate when it comes down. It's so, so big. Dark chocolate or yes. milk? Yes, yeah. <laughs> milk chocolate, It dark does. Chocolate. It looks like Nesquik. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hikes like that, you can find. Have you guys heard of All Trails? Yes, yes. All Trails is a great website. So, at the end of this, we'll post maybe a few of our uh, sites for uh, on our uh, on the on the podcast at the bottom, we'll post some great websites for you to find hikes because it ranks them. So we all think, oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a moderate hiker. Till you see what moderate is, and then you might go, hmm, maybe I'm a beginning hiker. So and but so where is that? Where is the milk chocolate hike? It's up past Flagstaff, right? You've been to right, Eric? No, I've only seen pictures. It's on my to do list. Yeah, it was such a long time ago. No. Well, and when and we look at the valley, um, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of hikes. Um, so we're up in here in North Scottsdale, and for instance, Pinnacle Peak is probably one of the most popular. In fact, it's almost like a freeway uh, mm-hmm. between people who run it, who are crazy, um, people who are avid regular hikers and have to catch their breath every now and then, uh, those that... Um, Think that hiking is a novel idea and they wear shoes that are like flip-flops or something and then they you know that they have to be almost airlifted off 
and they want to bring their strollers and their now dogs aren't allowed anymore because I got ruined by those that wouldn't pick up their doggy poop. Mm-hmm. Those hikes that? can be so amazing too because of the vegetation that the desert has to offer. Like during the spring, we did Pinnacle at, um, on Easter morning after church, and it was just so colorful. Yeah, and it's amazing how far you can see. So you get a different perspective on where you're living. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can see all of the, I call them the lifestyles of the rich and famous neighborhoods. Oh, look what they're doing down there in their 10,000 square foot house. I, but yeah, go ahead. I, I think the greatest thing about uh, the valley in particular is is the draw to the range of hiking. You can go um, hiking in Papago Park around the uh, boulders all the way up to backpacking through the superstitions. And those are within an hour of the valley, you know, short drive. Of course, we have Camelback um, to touch on your yep. point about not hiking in July. I've seen a lot of people asking on both the Hiking in Arizona page and our page recommendations for good trails. Um, very, very strongly recommend wait for the beautiful nine months of weather we have, not the two and a half months of uh, sweltering heat. Uh, it's like what weekly Phoenix Fire Department is pulling people off a of camelback. And uh, it may be 78 in the morning when you get up at 7, but that heat comes up quick. Yes. And if you're not, the climatization is a thing. If you're not climatized to this weather, uh, it'll it'll zap you before you even realize. Being from the uh, great state of Minnesota, where most people are still thawing when they come here, you know, they go and say, hey, I'm going to go on a hike. And they go, and they bring their one bottle of Kirkland water. And they go, I'm good. And what happens? You dehydrate. I mean, it's. I think that's the thing that uh, I didn't realize. I've been here 11, going on 12 years, is how much moisture we lose just by the fact that, you know, our in most times of the year, the, the humidity levels are like, 12 percent i mean and even in the summer when we're sweating and it's 40 percent if you're up in the upper midwest other parts of the country it could be 70 80 90 percent so your body's not losing anything you sweat differently here too when it's 100 degrees you may not feel like you're sweating right but that's just because that moisture is evaporating that much quicker so you don't even realize how much moisture you're losing as opposed to when it's humid and you feel soggy you can feel yourself working well and one of the benefits of that though is so you're hiking and you're taking a break and in your backpack you've got a little bottle of patron and lime <laughs> all you gotta do is lick your arm because there's so much salt there i mean it hey it, you know it's it's a plot it's a benefit it's true no, you didn't like okay sorry I'll do it. Not me, though. <laughs> that, that's for when you return to the trail. <laughs> yes, at the bottom. <laughs> Another amazing plug for finding these um, Arizona hiking places is Facebook group Arizona Hiking. Yep. These people are true, true hikers. They You'll learn about all these different water hikes, all the different hikes, and safety updates. Like, hey, guys, I saw a rattlesnake. It's rattlesnake season. Um, make sure you leash your dog on this trail or this trail and it tells you all the directions they'll give you GPS coordinates where to find permits like Facebook that's a great point because there's a lot of fantastic trails that are not your typical trail Mm -hmm. I'm using air quotes (laughs) Uh, in the meaning that they're not maintained by state park or national park or anything they're uh, what one would consider a game trail 
that people hike. So yeah, Brittany's right. The people have really good updated, you know, uh, info on those trails and what's going on, even if like, uh, trees have downed or they've had a rock or mudslide. So, you know, there are people that will tell you, Hey, I just hiked this trail and, um, you know, they'll, and then others will feed in on that. I mean, so it's getting involved. The, the one thing I've learned about Arizona is, you know, in, in Minnesota, their next door really wasn't a thing. And, you know, group, uh, these, uh, like meetup groups and all this stuff, that wasn't really a thing, but here people go, how do I connect with people? It's amazing um, if you just decide to, it's like the Moving to Arizona page, it's like the hiking one you mentioned. If you start to get involved in some of those groups, you will you'll learn more than you possibly would ever want to know. And as someone moving from the outside in, uh, you can get acclimated a lot quicker. Uh, but so anyhow, that um, anything else on hiking that you can think of? I mean, as far as equipment or... Do you have a stick? Do you hike with a stick? Oh, yes. No, I hike with my feet. Ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one last thing I'll say is you get into northern air, mid-northern mid Arizona, uh, there are other things to work look out other than snakes. And, of course, that's bears and... Uh, mountain lions. Mountain lions and all that stuff. So you always have to be aware of where you're hiking and who you're hiking with and... If you're having a picnic lunch, like Yogi Bear would say, you know, he would want to help out, so be careful. And, and that's a good point to bring up that Arizona is more than just the desert and golf courses. We're a very diverse uh, ecology. We have aspen groves, uh, you know, some subalpine regions in the north. There's, So, yeah, you do have to know what you're getting into when you go to a different part of the state. Yeah. Watch out for those squirrels, okay? They will they will most definitely eat through your tent. <laughs> when you're sitting, taking a break, grabbing some water, your nuts may disappear from your pack quickly. <laughs> Is that from personal experience? Maybe, yes. <laughs> well, uh, again, we'll post a few sites that you can go to um, as far as finding great places to hike. Um, and, you know, if you subscribe... To us you'll get more of those types of tidbits on a regular basis free of charge uh, so as we went through our list again of questions and uh, things people ask I think right now we just went through uh, the uh, primary season here in Arizona where our beautiful landscape that has a down lighting and no street lights and beautiful saguaro cactus becomes the land of political signs like I have never seen anywhere. They, it's amazing that that is the one thing they're allowed, and there are just like thousands of them. And of course, then there are the ones that are vandalized. And then there's the ones that are blown down when the monsoon comes through. And but um, I think there's a lot of questions about what is it really like here. So. You know, one of the things I always perceived was that Arizona was the wild, wild west. And it kind of is, in a way. But, you know, there are people that go, is it, is it uh, civilized? Are there blacktop roads? Is Yosemite Sam running around with his six shooters? Um, and for those who are young, Google Yosemite Sam. It was a <laughs> Looney Tunes cartoon back in our day. But, um, you know, I think that isn't necessarily true. 
Um, and you know, there was this talk about it becoming going from going to a, become a, a purple state. I don't know that that's necessarily true either. I think Arizona is very unique in many ways. Um, it, that Arizonans are kind of like live and let live. They're like, I'll do my thing, you do yours. Mm -hmm. Don't make me do your thing and I won't make you do mine. And so that to me isn't really, uh, that isn't a bad thing, that's a good thing. I think that's where people can come here and and uh, thrive. But what are your what are you guys' thoughts? You just watched all this. I, uh, yeah, there's nothing like putting a bunch of flimsy politician signs out during monsoon season. <laughs> no, I, uh, a lot of people, I, I've, I've met very few people that born and raised in Arizona. Met vast majority of the people I meet came here from somewhere, whether it's a year, five years, 19 years ago. Um, Covered but, wagon. But they came here from somewhere. And uh, I think they came here for a reason, uh, not to change Arizona, but to escape something from where they came from or to just come for the weather. But uh, I think it's, it's really neat right here in Phoenix and Scottsdale. You don't have to get too far out of downtown to find horse property right. <laughs> or agricultural. You go to uh, Glendale and right next to the, uh, one of the casinos is a big farm and you'll see horses riding down the street. Oh, so. there's still parts of Paradise Valley that still are, still is uh, equestrian. And, uh, it, uh, what do you think? Because you, you're, so you're not native, are you? I'm not. Yeah. I've been here about 10, 12, 10, 11 years. And I was always told 20 years makes you a native. Oh, yeah. So I'm not <laughs> there <kidding>. either. <laughs> but I think the energy of each area 100% changes, right? Are you in downtown Old Town Scottsdale where there's you know a bunch of amazing restaurants? Or are you up in Cave Creek where they have buffalo chip and the bull riding shows? You know, energy, Gilbert is different than downtown Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so you definitely see the politics follow that as well yeah uh yeah cave creek the town with a thousand rusty uh rusty uh, yard yard art. art pieces you can buy um i think that is i think that is true i uh i think that eric's point was valid as well people move here for a reason it isn't maybe now more it's starting to be because of jobs they get corporate transfer or there's so much new job opportunity with our tech growth but other, for other reasons, people, and I don't know if it's necessarily escaping, but it, it's uh, when, when I sell a house, for instance, to someone from the Midwest, so it could be Ohio or Minnesota or, or um, let's say Boise or somewhere like that, they come in and they want to live different. They go, I don't want, you know, we'll look at houses. Then you'll find one that's very slightly Midwestern and they'll go, I don't want this. I want to get all new furniture and I want to be, I want to live in Arizona. I want to be an Arizonan. And they view that as a, is really a dramatic change from wherever they've been, whether it just be, you know, decor or, or food or, you know, that lifestyle piece. They look at it as being wildly different. And I think that's what makes Arizona really a great state is people came here to be, you know, be kind of find the new frontier um, and, you know, that's the danger, I guess, when you have masses come is they sometimes will bring, want to bring maybe some things that they didn't like from their own place. And, you know, that they've, I think that's pretty clear. You see the bumper stickers don't, 
California, Californize my Arizona or don't whatever. And I think that's really, some people will take that as offensive, but it's not. It's just saying, we have a great place. You're welcome. Everyone's welcome here. I think that's the one thing. It has been a true melting pot from around the country, east to west coast. Well, and I, I, I laugh because I see, uh, you know, a lot of the major states people are moving to, Florida, Texas, Arizona, uh, Idaho, Nevada, right? More conservative states. Uh, I laugh. I, I have a lot of realtor friends in Texas, and they post stuff up. They'll post one thing on their social media of, of don't California my Texas. Then they're posting, this is what 500000 gets you in El Paso. Well, if Californians see that, because what 500000 will get you in California versus what 500000 will get you in El Paso, Texas, okay, that's enough to draw me to move. So you, but that, it's El Paso. Right, but you can't, you can't have one without the other. You can't sit here. Like, we're very open, and hey, let us help you. You know, give us your questions. We're here to help you. Uh, I moved three years ago here. I wish I had somebody to answer all these questions. Um, but you, you can't sit here and say, don't California or don't New York my Arizona, but then want people to move here. Well, I, I would wholeheartedly agree. Uh, it's, uh, it is a welcoming spot. And we see these pockets of people, actually. See, the Canadians, our, our resident Canadian couldn't be in here today, but... Um, are, you know, Canadians will flock to a certain area. So everyone likes to be with their their own kind, let's say, but they still have come here to, you know, enjoy the, the, the lifestyle and the frontier. So there's nothing wrong with either one of those. And we're super close to the West Coast, right? Yeah. So you just, people are happy here. I mean, I get excited when it rains and monsoons because it's always sunny here. And that's something that we truly value. And I think a lot of people really do. It's a testament to getting vitamin D. The the sunshine does uh, wondrous things. And like I said, your biggest complaint you hear, ah, I couldn't handle the hundred degrees. It's like, it's three months. Then you get nine months of amazing weather. It's good for the skin. It clears the pores. <laughs> well, uh, uh, we've got uh, our one of our supreme leaders, Amanda, giving me that hook sign. And she's like, oh, don't talk about me. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to wrap up our first official podcast with um, thank you. Uh, we would like you to subscribe and ask questions because our, our goal here is to answer people's questions. And we're going to venture out of the, I would call it, um, the reactionary version of podcast, which is just taking, looking at questions and answering them and start getting into topics as we go down the road. One of the things we've talked that we will have an episode on and some experts on is the water situation. It's not a light subject that we can take, you know, 25 minutes of our podcast or 10 and cover. Uh, but any other thing else, send us a message. Um, you can even do it on our website. If you go to longrealtydcranch.com and, and, the, and there's a place to send a message, send a message there. Do Join our Facebook page at Moving to Arizona. Send a message there or post a question. And again, post your questions on uh, YouTube. Um, thank you for joining us. And remember, orange is truth because without truth, there is no trust. Have a great day. <laughs>